welcome to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Liam Whalen, VP of Marketing and Communications at 6AM City. Liam, it's great to have you on the program. Excited to be here. Thanks for the opportunity to talk to you. You're very welcome. So tell us about a memorable marketing moment from your career. A memorable marketing moment has to be relatively early on in my career, because of course, I graduated from school. I actually worked at ESPN for one year as a stats analyst because I wanted to go that route, but I realized I was much more in, engaged and involved with the marketing side of things overall. So I was fortunate enough to move down to South Carolina and join a company called TTI, where I worked with a phenomenal group of people and got the concept out, these massive marketing campaigns where I went from working in a local store to we're now working on $500 million campaigns, I got from like well, total revenue, which was massive. So it was just going from zero to 100 extremely quickly and working with a phenomenal and influential team on my career, which the second I got to that opportunity, I had to run with it. It was a, I, I got bitten by the marketing bug. Very cool. And that launched you on your marketing career. And, and here you are today, the uh, VP at 6AM City. So Tell us about the company. What is 6AM City? What are you guys all about? Of course. Uh, 6AM City is a newsletter-based company that actually is a media company. Where we, The goal is we actually send out email newsletters every morning at 6AM to your inbox in 2024, about to be 25 markets across the country, ranging from Boston to Greenville, South Carolina, about to expand to Tampa, Florida, uh, San Diego, and everywhere in between. And the concentration that we have overall is... When you look at local news, where there's a lot of concentration on traffic, on politics, on homicides and crime, we do we have let them have their space. We want to push the news that is important to you and that is in your community. We want to push the good news because I feel like that's one thing that everyone needs now more than ever in the world that we're currently living in post-pandemic era, especially where we actually push everything from. If there's a new development being built down the road, we'll tell you exactly what that is. There's a new restaurant coming to town with this awesome James Beard award-winning chef that's going to be in town. Or there's a new ice cream shop or there's this major event that's going on. That's, uh, that's the news that we know people really want to see and, uh, and get people out of the houses and get them to engage with their community overall. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I, it's You know, you can live in a place <clears throat> for years and not really know a whole lot about what's going on. You know, you, you know, you get into your own little routine, but you might be, uh, you just might not know about the new ice cream shop or a cool new restaurant or whatever. And uh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds so cool. I know you guys have one for Indianapolis. I live in Bloomington, Indiana, which is about an hour away, but, but I've been checking it out. It's, it's super cool. I encourage all our listeners to see if they have one for your city. You know, yeah, and really, if you don't have one for your city, let us know. We're always looking yeah. to expand. Our goal is to being like 40 to 50 cities by the end of next year. So we're continuing looking to grow. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about B2B content marketing. Now, I know that you guys, one of your main channels is LinkedIn. Pretty common for, for B2B companies. And so tell us about that. Like, how do you guys approach LinkedIn as a marketing channel? And how does that fit into your overall marketing strategy? The big thing with LinkedIn overall is, well, is no brainer for us to get involved and in more heavily into the LinkedIn side because we actually have our corporate 6am city a LinkedIn page, but we also have individual market pages as well. So for each individual market that we're in, we do have a LinkedIn page for each one of them too. 
But the big thing for us is obviously from a B2B cadence is we wanted to make sure that we are where our clients are. We want to make mm-hmm. sure to meet those clients where they are, which is obviously on LinkedIn. It's the, actually was voted, actually, the LinkedIn as a social channel overall is the most trusted social media outlet voted by business insider last year. So of course, yeah. that being said, from a business standpoint, it's, it's logical. That's pretty common where I feel like most people immediately got to jump to. But from our content strategy standpoint, we actually have trying to break this out into a different, a multi-layered approach. So of course, it's, the first thing's first, it gives you credibility. Like it's immediately shows like we are the legitimate company, we are who we are. But of course, even from a Google standpoint, when someone searches you, someone wants to learn more. If, if a client or advertiser that's reaching out to you, they want to see who you are and what you're about. You can learn a lot, obviously, through your base URL. But of course, a lot of people just go immediately straight to the LinkedIn because they have so many different layers that they want to see within outside of that base URL. And the number one link that shows up right behind your base company URL on when you've researched just a company name on Google is the LinkedIn profile. So we want to make sure we built that out in detail and actually incorporated the proper content to that. So the way that we are actually really approaching LinkedIn overall is from a four pillar approach. So when it comes to that, it's also the variety of different kinds of content that we're really pushing out to our end users and also to the businesses we're, that we're trying to bring in to work with us, which is obviously the common one you mostly on, obviously on there is the celebratory pieces. That is pillar number one, which is, again, self-explanatory. That's when we end up having, for instance, your company wins awards. That's when you end up having a lot of see a hyper engagement from that because it's a big deal. It's a huge celebration. You want to get them out of there. But then the second pillar leads to more of a structure. So we want to actually portray to our businesses that we want to work with who we are. This is what we do. This is basically where we utilize this out this content piece where it's a background into the it's a look behind the curtain, more or less, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it sees what the company is built on, what our values are, who we are overall, and of course, what do we stand for as a as a company overall, which is pride in place, which is the biggest message that we always try to portray. Third pillar is statistics which is obviously proves the legitimacy behind the product that we're selling. Because of course you can make yourself, anyone can make themselves look great online unless you actually have the actual data to back that up. And we actually mm-hmm. do. So providing the actual data and a little look into mm-hmm. seeing that extra layer to that is a huge deal that actually is a big selling point for a lot of us. And then of course, the last one is obviously recruitment, which is very common. Everyone knows LinkedIn is huge for jobs. So we want to make sure that we're actually playing into just the company culture as well, where we actually push, for instance, our company retreat trying to encourage our team members to get together. And of course, we always want to celebrate that overall too. So people want to work with good people. And of course, the people is what makes up any good company. And that's what we build our foundation on is great people. And we want to work with great people mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys focus mostly on the company LinkedIn page? Or do you also have team members that are active on LinkedIn as part of the strategy like you and other folks? Definitely. If you look it up, our COO and our uh, Ryan Johnson, our CEO, Ryan Heavey, they're both extremely active on LinkedIn. And of course, mm-hmm. even a layer further with our mm-hmm. VP of uh, our VP of content, which is Emily Parker, based out of Seattle. She's ultra engaged and ultra active on that. All we actually celebrate and we encourage our employees to really be active on there and to celebrate the wins. Of course, if they, we never, one thing candidly, we are never telling you, hey, post this or be engaged. No, we want mm-hmm. them to feel compelled to engage with our content without, we, they should never, feel like they have to engage with our company. A, this is their, like, obviously we are in a place of employment, but of course, if they engage with us and it shows the prime place of what they have in their roles and what they do for the company that feel like they're making a true impact. 
So from an individual person standpoint, our local city editors that are across the entire country are ultra active on LinkedIn. And as well as the actual corporate team that's actually based out of here in Greenville, South Carolina, we all try to be on there and try to get our name out there. Because of course, you never knew who the next connection is going to be. You, there's That's yeah. a great thing about LinkedIn is that it's a wealth mm-hmm. of motivated entrepreneurs that are consistently out there that you know, obviously even just, even if there's not a situation where you can end up working something out right now, you can actually have them be a connection where you can work something out maybe in the future, even if it's just a networking opportunity where you can be putting people in the right contact with each other with a group of like-minded people overall. So it's a mm-hmm. huge, hugely interactive platform that we encourage every one of our employees to be a, a very active on. Yeah. I mean, that that's what I really like about LinkedIn is compared to a lot of other social media platforms. It it really is business focused and you kind of find like-minded people and it doesn't seem to have nearly as much as the same kind of like bullshit that you find on a lot of other platforms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, not that other platforms are bad. Agreed. It's just, it seems like LinkedIn has really maintained that focus on business. So, you know, you're not wasting your time. You know, you are going to connect with that with the people that you really want to connect with. Agreed. It seems just from personal experience with LinkedIn overall, just my own personal, trying to get my own personal brand kind of out there to a certain extent, where if you engage with people, of course, it seems people are much more willing to engage back with you on LinkedIn overall. So people want to celebrate, obviously, you've just from a business opportunity, for instance, if you're looking for a new job. People, I feel like, are much more willing to help you on there versus if you're trying to communicate on Facebook, which is much more of a legitimate social gathering, which is much more of a consistent feed of you don't know what you're going to get some days, let's be real. But, of course, on LinkedIn, you know you're going to get that very high-level professionalism, which is why it's very trustworthy overall. Yeah, 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 it's pretty cool. So what are some things that you've learned do not work on LinkedIn? Well, it's pretty common what you end up seeing across the board on a lot of social outlets. It's, for instance, obviously with the content that you post, you need to make sure that you really end up having the the right content for the right people, if that makes sense. So, yeah. for instance, if when you're looking at it from an overarching content you're posting, of course, you're trying to do something very text-based, it's not going to work. It, like, it doesn't make sense. People are not going to be engaged with that. People are willing to read when it's something compelling, or a compelling document that they want to, but trying to really end up including some sort of motion to that. And to really get it, we basically call it thumb-stopping information, basically, which is a very common, obviously, marketing term overarchingly. But the biggest thing is just making sure that you're not overly pushing too much of one piece of that pillar. So, of course, that's why it's four pillars for us, where you want to have mm-hmm. each one of them play into this equally. Because if you don't use one of them, the whole structure is not going to be stable. So playing into that diversity of all these different pieces of content out there is because if you try to push too much on the recruitment side, you're going to lose some necessarily on the company structure. So, of course, it's... That give and take in trying to mesh all them, where sometimes it's easy to kind of fall into one of those lanes to a certain extent, but making sure that you have a key strategic plan and executing upon those plans is vital because it's easy to talk all day about what you're going to do, but unless you have that plan laid out for the next 30, 60, 90 days, so you know exactly what's going to be coming down the pipeline, then it's not going to be successful. And of course, you try to do run and gun on it, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. What have you found in terms of the balance between talking about yourself, meaning about the company or, you know, what's going on internally versus talking about things that are outside your company, sort of larger industry trends or stuff like that. Do you guys try to deliberately balance 
make a balance between those things? I uh, definitely, I mean, we definitely more going to concentrate on who we are overarching, but of course, when it comes to, for instance, we want to show that we're ahead of the curve because we are paying attention to yeah. the industry overarching. Because of course, if the, for instance, the G4 with Google has come out, of course, immediately we want to be on the forefront of that. We want to be consistently on the back end working through and actually showing the pieces. Like a great example is we actually just launched our brand new e-commerce store, Six in Maine. And we launched it on June 6th. So it's very, very recent. It's very, very green, very new. And we're extremely excited about it. And we're getting great traffic right off the bat for it. But to that point, I want to make sure that we actually portray this properly to our end users and also the other businesses because we're trying to look to bring in brands to partner with us on the e-commerce website. We're not just selling, like we are selling some of our own products on there, but we want to partner with brands and local small businesses where we can give them and provide them with a very engaged national audience of over a million plus people. So how do you do that? It's portraying that the right way, showing the fact that we are one from a legitimacy standpoint, two are trustworthy. And then of course we have the capabilities and the wherewithal and know what, exactly what we're doing from the cadence of, from a technological standpoint to be able to approach that. So trying to do the balance of actually trying to be conscious of what's going on from the external standpoint and also pushing the internal standpoint is a, Definitely a give and take that you kind of have to walk that fine line with and not trend too far one versus the other. Because if one side might make you, the content might get a little dry, but then on the other side of it all, you're not selling yourself well enough to actually really give me business. Yeah, right. So what's your advice for companies or marketing teams that want to be more active on LinkedIn or more effective on LinkedIn? The main piece of advice I would say is to take a step back, acknowledge and do a strategic plan from the start and then look forward from there. So create a base, see what the, see what the current landscape is, do your research into it. Cause of course, every single social outlet, every single marketing execution is so vastly different. It's so unique in its own individual way. And LinkedIn is its own individual thing. You need to have your own specific approach for, there's nothing worse than that from a also social standpoint is to cross posting across all outlets than the same stuff on every single outlet, mm. which you see yeah. is extremely common because, well, candidly, it's also easier to do it that way. It does take a lot more work. It's more content you need to produce. But if you do it with intent and you create that detailed plan and see exactly what is the competition doing, what is something that you're seeing that really works that you're seeing, is it what are the updates that are coming down the pipeline from LinkedIn overarchingly? Is there unique pieces of content you're seeing that are posted that are really working? What are the trending factors right now? It being aware of all those and then just looking at your company and creating those internal pillars yourself and then looking forward and then executing and creating a 30, 60, 90 day plan with specific goals and try to hold yourself to those goals. Don't move the yeah. measuring stick further out necessarily. Mm -hmm. Try to hold yourself and hold everyone accountable for that. Yeah. I mean, I guess in that way, it's like any marketing initiative, right? You don't just sort of wake up and do it. Yep. You have a plan and you stick to that plan and a content calendar and all that stuff. 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's a right. big thing with LinkedIn overarchingly. It's such a high-level professionalism and there's a high-level legitimacy that's what the platform is. And you need to make sure that you match that bar with the content that you're putting out there as well. It can't. Don't just take things and just put it up for the sake of putting it up. Like organic stuff works very well on certain social media outlets. Like obviously TikTok is huge within the organic content currently. But versus right. when you have that on LinkedIn necessarily... This is a business plan. They, this is where a lot more of that polished up kind of feel stuff ends up rising to the top higher than the organic feel. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every platform is different, right? You need to find your own LinkedIn voice, as it were, 
to really make it work. 100%. 100%. Well, Liam, thank you so much for your time, for sharing all that. Sounds like you guys just have a lot of awesome stuff going on. And again, listeners, check it out. If if 6AM City doesn't already have a news, newsletter for your city, it doesn't mean that that can't happen. In fact, it probably will happen. And so, Liam, how can people contact you if they want to talk about that? Yeah, I'm more than happy. Reach out, check out our base URL. Obviously, we have a contact us page that will lead directly over to our internal teams. But also, if, you bring, if you're interested overarchingly, please reach out to myself as well. It, my email is lwhalen, W-H-A-L-E-N, at 6amcity.com. Okay, awesome. Liam, again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it again. Thank you for the time, Jeremy. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.